0: Good morning radio listeners, you are listening to 90.3 WMSC
1: Upper Montclair. I'm Kenny Horn. And I'm Kyle Pepitone. And you're now tuned in to The Morning Buzz. Well, kinda. Every Friday during the summer, we are going to give you a compilation show of The Morning Buzz over the course of the last week. We have it all.
0: Everything from the pressing news stories all the way to the weird and funny news that we're sure to give you a good
1: laugh. We will even replay interviews that aired so you have another chance to listen in. We'll even be posting this show to YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. So go ahead and treat yourself. Sit back, relax, and grab that extra donut. And listen to the best of The Morning Buzz.
0: Mm, donuts.
2: Good morning, Morning Buzz listeners. This is your news contributor, Ryan Breda, with a special news update. Today, Governor Phil Murphy plans to announce his goal of vaccinating 4.7 million New Jerseyans has been reached two weeks early. The governor, alongside the New Jersey Commissioner of Health, Judy Persichelli, will be at the University Hospital, the site of New Jersey's first vaccination, at 12 p.m. today, to announce the milestone. University Hospital President and CEO Sharif El-Nahal will also be in attendance to witness the announcement made by the governor. The governor's press conference will be streamed on his YouTube channel, Twitter, and Facebook as New Jersey continues to get vaccinated to have a safe and historic summer. Reporting for WMSC 90.3, this
1: is Ryan Breda. It's, it's like, it's literally like out of this, well, not literally out of this world, but speaking of something that is literally out of this world, Petrina.
3: That was good. Okay. <laughs> $28 million is winning bid for sea aboard Blue Origin's first human space flight. million is the winning bid for a seat aboard by a civilian in the New Shepard when Jeff Bezos' space tourism venture, Blue Origin, flies people to space for the first time next month. On Saturday, the live auction lasted under 10 minutes, opening at $4.9 million, with over 20 bidders calling in. Saturday's live auction follows five weeks of online bidding, according to Blue Origin. By the time registration closed Thursday for the live auction, nearly 7,600 people from 159 countries registered to bid for a seat aboard the flight on June 20th. Pre-auction bidding ended up at $4.8 million. Ahead the auction, Ariane Cornell, Blue Origins Director of Astronaut and Orbital Sales, said, quote, the name of the winners won't be announced immediately because the company needs to complete some final paperwork with them. Mark and Jeff Bezos will be on the flight as well, which was announced by the company earlier this week. The fourth and final crew member will be announced after the winner. This this is the opportunity to fly above the Carmen Line, the intentionally recognized line of space at over 300,000 feet or 62 miles, which presents a new market opportunity in space tourism, the company said with only 569 people have ever been over the Kármán line, according to Cornell. The experience will last for 11 minutes, and the astronauts will be able to unbuckle their seatbelts and float in zero gravity for about three minutes. What do you guys think about this?
1: Okay, so first, when I was first reading the story, I thought they were going, well, they are going to space, but I thought they we're talking like a trip to space, like several weeks, landing on some foreign not planet or like like the moon or something like they were going for a while and so i i'll admit i was a little disappointed when i learned it was only an 11 minute trip but still it's crazy to think about
3: oh yeah right like i like you said i i I honestly thought it was like, oh, they're going to space for maybe like a week, a day, a few days, whatever, but 11 minutes. I mean, honestly, I, I'm not as surprised. I mean, it is like, I don't know. I feel like it's not like, obviously it's not every day that somebody can get this opportunity, but it's just so much money for 11 minutes.
1: I mean yes it would if you are the winner it's probably going to be the coolest thing in the world when you go in a little bit over a month so the what did you say it was July 20th correct yeah is the flight so mm-hmm. I don't know how I would feel doing that I'm sure the initial anxiety from it is probably overwhelming you're literally going to above what everybody recognizes as pretty much the end of the earth And the start of space, where there is no oxygen. I cannot wrap... I could not wrap my head around doing something like that.
3: Oh, I know. I mean, it's like... I don't know. I feel like it'd be really cool. I just wouldn't spend that much money on it. Especially for that short of a time.
1: Oh, well, obviously, yes. Yeah, I... I don't even have that kind of money to spend. Oh,
3: I know. I mean... I don't think I
4: have half. Half
3: is (laughs) a (laughs) half. Oh, my God. But I just, I don't know. I just think it's, it is pretty cool how, like, somebody is able to experience that, somebody with that money. But, I mean, it's, it is something that's a good, a good opportunity for people.
4: It's always that, it's always the one person who has opportunities that, you know, regular casual people like myself and right, don't get an opportunity to. But I will agree with you, Pashina, that I think it's super cool because obviously right now, we're, I think, very focused on the amount of money and for just 11 minutes, because quite frankly, it is an absurd amount of money. But if you have double of that amount of money and you are just looking to what you want to spend it, this is definitely, definitely worth it. And I say this because, again, not every day any normal person gets to just, get up on
1: you know yes but i I don't know if we can say it's worth it having no experience with it i would we could say we would think it's worth it but Mm -hmm. like okay let's be honest here i mean i can't imagine this not being i can't imagine this not being not cool is that grammatically correct yeah no I,
3: i i understand what you're saying like I feel like you would like as of right now, if, you th- if you're thinking about it, you're like, oh, that's a really cool experience. Like I would so do that. But then again, like what if you get on and you're just like what? This isn't like anything I expected. And it's like more lame than what you would have thought.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it does have the potential to be over hyped per se. Like, oh, my goodness, you're going to space. But then you get up there and like I it said, it's an 11 minute trip. You only get to float in zero gravity for about three minutes, which I'm sure for a normal person, like anybody who spend 20 plus years on the ground would be more than enough time to do somersaults or whatnot. But it does have that potential to be like, oh, it wasn't as great as I thought it would be.
4: Kyle, don't say that, Kyle. I'm sorry, I'm a Debbie Downer. Yes, I see that. I see that, Kyle. But no, because... I said it, it would be a great experience because, well, at least for me, let me speak for myself. I think, of course, I've never been, so I wouldn't know. Kyle's very right on that. He's, he's speaking facts. But I will say that for me, at least every single time I try new things, it's about like the experience for me, like the build up, the beginning, the middle and the end. Like it's the whole experience for me, which is why I thought it was. I, I said it was pretty cool because. Um, according to the article there was how many 20 bidders calling in so that one person got it instead of those other 19 people yes I can't afford it but those other 19 people could they just you know they they capped out uh, where they were willing to bid for it but you know like I'm sure they were just as intrigued just as excited to go on this so Kyle, I know you're a Debbie down over
1: sorry, there. But... I'm sorry. <laughs> but No, but I, I think this is very interesting. I think this particular thing, uh, this first, what was it? It was the first flight. Yes, the first human space flight from Blue Origin. I think this is a stepping stone into bigger things. I think in the future now, we are going to see, we could have the potential to see more of this on a grander scale. Because this is only four people going up in this particular trip. Uh, Jeff Bezos, his brother, Mark, uh, undisclosed winner number one and undisclosed fourth crewmate. So it's ve- it's a very good starting point if that's what their plan is to like, okay, this is what we can do. How do we make it bigger and better and encompass more people? Because like it's a very short flight and it's a very, I'm sure it's very, very costly to do anything, even of even an 11 minute flight probably cost more money than bigger than a number of that. I can actually count to, but I, I think this is a stepping stone. I think they're trying this out, seeing like, okay, this is where our technology is. This is how many people we can account for. This is what we can do with what we have. Let's develop that further. And I think yeah. in the coming years we can see, oh, blew her, blew her, Blue Origins' second human spaceflight can accommodate eight people this time, and then 16, and then 32, and then 64, and then 128. You get the point.
3: Right. No. Yeah. But like, that's, that's, that's a, that's a good point. I'm sure they're like testing it out and I'm sure like maybe in the future, they'll be able to have people last longer. Maybe there's a reason why they only have it for such a short amount of time for like safety precautions, whatever. But like Crystal said, like the, the experience you're right. Like the experience is like, like so thrilling, like being able, I bet even like calling in to bid is like like an experience you know and then winning it and then all that like building up to like that moment to when you get to get on it and then you're going up you know what I mean yeah but even I mean even though (laughs) the flight's the same amount of time as like my breaks at work I mean it's (laughs) it's work I'm sure I'm sure it's a great experience
1: yeah (laughs) and like I I think a main and this is all I'm gonna say on this. this is the last thing I'm gonna say on this but I think the main reason it's um so short is because not just anybody can go into space just like that you need i'm pretty from what i remember or understand there is very rigorous training you need to go through to like stay in space so like if they took this trip for like like we said like a week or a couple of days you would have to go through a very rigorous training process from what i understand before you can do something like that Sure. because yeah. think about it you're in an enclosed space in just nothingness for an extended period of time that you would need something to prepare yourself for that.
4: Kyle, let the rich live rich, okay?
1: (laughs) I'm just just (laughs) saying, and I have to ask you, do you guys remember that scene in Finding Nemo where Marlin and Dory are swallowed by the whale?
4: Barely. (laughs) Barely. (laughs) Barely? That's like the one
1: scene from the movie I remember. That was like my favorite scene as a kid. But could you imagine that happening to you in real life?
4: Nope.
1: Absolutely not. Well, well, not to you specifically, but it has this past week. Michael Packard, a 56-year-old lobster diver, found himself in the mouth of a humpback whale off of Provincetown, Massachusetts. Packard said he was diving about 45 feet or 14 meters deep when he felt something bump into him before everything went dark. Initially, he thought he was the victim of a shark attack, but then said, quote, then I realized, oh, my, I'm in a whale's mouth and he's trying to swallow me. And I thought to myself, OK, this is it. I'm finally I'm going to die. End quote. However, it wasn't too long before the whale surfaced and spat out the diver, who was rescued by one of his crewmates, roughly 30 seconds after this whole thing took place. Whale expert Charles Mayo said that these kind of interactions are rare, as humpback whales are typically non-aggressive. He states that this was most likely an accident while the whale was feeding on fish. So, you know, first off, good for the whale for admitting his mistake and spitting out the diver. (laughs) But on the other hand, oh my, I... Forget going to space. This is the most terrifying thing I've ever heard.
4: I agree. Patrina, I think you're on mute. Um, but I agree because um I'm, I'm so happy he had a crew with him because had it not been for the crew, he would have been in there. And I cannot even imagine dying like that. I can't even.
1: No, yeah. Well, luckily the whale spat him out to begin with. So like he wasn't he it was like 30 seconds between being swallowed and being spat out and he was just picked up by his crew so yes the crew definitely did help but i don't think from what i read from the story i don't think the crew actually got him out of the whale physically uh, uh, i
4: think uh,
1: i think like the, go ahead what <laughs> no what were you saying kyle no, no no i was saying go ahead i kept interrupting you though
3: all good but um I just can't imagine the emotions he felt in those 30 seconds, like thinking like, like thinking you're going to die. And like, where are you? And like, how is this happening? And all of a sudden you get spit back out and then yeah. here you are, you're, you're back and you're alive and you're like, what the heck was that? You know? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. And it's even scarier because I am going to Cape Cod this summer. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly where it happened. Right. In that area.
1: Uh, Massachusetts so like, okay. actually. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Provincetown. Yeah, I'm right. going somewhere over there. But even so, that's like that's very
1: scary. <laughs> I, I, I think you'll be fine as long as you stay at like 44 feet deep, you'll be fine.
3: Oh, okay. okay. If you go yeah. 45, <laughs> that's
1: when trouble starts coming.
3: Right, right. Okay, I'll make sure when I go diving.
1: <laughs> I mean, just overall, just I, I'm okay, so when I first I, um, our general manager, Annabella, sent this to us. And she said, hey, you guys should cover this tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, let me check it out. And then I read, diver swallowed by whale and then spat back out. I'm like, I need a moment to process this because (laughs) I'm one of those people who like put themselves in other shoes a lot or like throw myself into the most unlikely of scenarios. And this, along with the plane crash we talked about, like that, uh, that emergency landing that guy had to make um, either a week ago or two weeks ago there's a lot of these instances that 20 years of life have never prepared me to react for how am i supposed to react 30 seconds or not being in the stomach of a whale i
4: would to start freaking out
1: yeah freaking out. probably probably a good probably a good uh, <laughs> or natural response most people would have
3: yeah i i can't no i really just can't picture like just you know dive in all of a sudden you're like oh i'm in a whale like that's just so crazy and like i'm the same as you kyle like i'm somebody who pictures myself in somebody else's shoes and so it's like thinking about it i'm like oh my god that's freaky like it's just
1: mm -mm. and just for reference a humpback whale can range anywhere from 43 feet to 52 feet in length.
5: Jeez. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and the diver said he had about 20 feet of visibility maybe. So you don't even have any time to react to like regardless if it was coming up from behind him or coming from in front of him, you have no time to react.
6: Cuz Yeah, like
1: Yeah. Go ahead. How would you
6: even
3: react? Sorry. I was going to say how do you even react in that situation? Like you're like if you're right. You're in the whale's mouth and you're like there. And it's like, how, what am do I doing now? What do I do now? Like, do I sit here? Do I start trying to find a way out? Like, exactly. it's just, who knows? Like you don't know what to do.
4: Right. I he smelled in there too.
3: Ugh. Oh, great. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure I, I wouldn't try sniffing underwater, but I mean,
1: yeah, he's still, so he kept breathing cause he still had his breathing apparatus attached, but what are your options at that point? Like what, what do you think like what could you possibly think to do like there's nothing around you that you can use to escape. It's literally a mouth of a whale. You have teeth and a tongue, maybe. I don't know the anatomy of a whale. But I figure I figure there's not something very useful. There's no escape hatch in the belly of a whale. Yeah.
3: So I wouldn't think so.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
4: as my mother always says. Never trust the water. and never trust anything. It's in the water. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming to my PSA. Yeah. No, the
1: the ocean, (laughs) the ocean is probably the scariest place. We know nothing about it. And I I was just thinking about this regard. I don't care what animal it is. If you're, if you've got 20 feet of visibility at the most and you see anything coming towards you, I'm out. Go The other way. Yeah. Go the other way, (laughs) the other way or side to side, maybe just, I don't know. I, w- I would panic. I would panic.
3: Oh yeah, like I mean, like most of us would. I'm assuming, but mm-hmm. like I don't know. I'm just the ocean's just scary. Like we were talking about space earlier, and like I it, we know more. Like as we like, as we know now, we know more about space than we do about the ocean. So it's it's just that's crazy to think about because we know mm-hmm. more. So that's something that's not on this planet more than something that isn't, or is, I meant, yeah. or whatever I said.
1: Yeah. There's I- two realms of just vast emptiness that we know of. The ocean and space. And we're just <laughs> here in the middle ground, just like, hey, we got birds and stuff. Who knows <laughs> what's down there? Who knows what's up there? It's too much for me to think about.
4: Right. It's- but aside from this being so shocking, I think it's, I'm, sho- I'm impressed you know that he survived he he was he, he was somebody he who survived so I just think like wow he's some lucky diver because
7: yeah. and I
4: don't think everybody that I don't think this is the first time that has happened uh, maybe but I don't think so and but it's probably the first time when I don't know this with certainty but maybe it's like the first time where someone can you know talk about their experience yeah. which is mind-blowing.
1: And he came out relatively unharmed, too. He said he only had, like, a br- uh, bruised or broken leg. I forget specifically what it was. But to not only survive that, but to come out in pretty decent shape is nothing short of a miracle. And I should preface, because I was also reading about this, this exa- this same man also survived a plane crash uh, about 20 years ago, in November of tw- uh, 2001. So I mean this man this man is like the luckiest man alive right now i would buy yeah. a lotto ticket if i if i was him
3: yeah he he's
4: made a steal i mean my <laughs> gosh yeah
1: <laughs> right
4: you know that i i think i said this last time but there was this like i think it was like a meme or like a tiktok video that was talking about how if you've gone through the whole pandemic and have not had covid you were one of God's favorite, like that's what they were claiming, and it was like it went viral because it was funny, right. and and it, it was basically worded like, "How does it feel to be God's favorite?" <laughs> so and throughout this whole story, I have just been thinking like, "Yeah, Michael Park Parkin, what does it feel to be God's one of God's favorites?" And yeah. I just <laughs> think it, it's like funny, you know, like I know whatever your religious beliefs may be, but I just think it was funny because it's like it's a it's amazing that he made it out he survived this and now you're telling me 20 years ago he was in a plane crash that man is lucky yeah,
1: and the worst thing that happened to me today is i got stuck in the rain
4: <laughs> yeah you clearly but, don't have your your nah. issues right <laughs> no i don't
1: i should go, i should go diving make, make my problems worse
4: speaking of
5: Good stories in Randolph, New Jersey, which is actually the town I am living in right now. And they're talking about my school district that I that I was in for, you know, basically all my life until I came to Montclair State. So in Randolph, New Jersey, the Randolph Board of Education has decided to erase all holiday names from the school calendars. Instead of saying the holiday name, it now says, day off, with no description underneath it. This decision has led to much criticism. As a result of this, more than 2,500 individuals have signed a petition calling the Randolph Board of Education to resign. The online petition reads, start, quote, Superintendent Jen Fano and all of the Board of Education members have disgraced our community and clearly do not have the best interests of our children in anything they do. End quote. The Board of Education responded saying start quote, nothing could be further from the truth. These state federal and other holidays have not been canceled or taken away by this Board of Education as some are falsely claiming. Schools will still be closed on the days that we originally proved and our children will know why. Thursday's vote took place during an in-person board meeting weeks after the board changed Columbus day to indigenous people's day on the school calendar. Some parents said the vote was taken without public input and was insulting to Italian Americans and their contributions to the country. So I know that was a lot guys, but this has been going on in my town for like the past, like like month or two. This it started with this debate because we some people wanted to change Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day. And since there was so much controversy because of this, they decided to just erase all the, ca- like, all the names of the holidays from the school calendar and instead just put day off. What do you guys think about this? <laughs>
6: oh, I have so much to say about that. Like in one of my classes, we were talking about something similar to this, the, the changing of um, Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day and it was a really intense conversation because um our professor was saying that there was um that some people especially that there was a situation where um Italian Americans apparently were they felt they were being insulted because of this and I thought that you know that's messed up on my end I'm insulted by Columbus Day so I found it funny, like growing up, how people never focused on what Christopher Columbus did. Like, sure, he founded certain places and stuff, but what he did to the people in those places to get there was not okay. And people celebrate this, and I find it really awesome that it's changed to Indigenous Peoples Day. I feel like we need all the facts in history, and American schools don't often give it to us. Why can't we know the whole story? We can know about where he came from and, you know, dwell more into his country and stuff, but also focus on the things that he did that were not okay. So I feel like it's best to put the names of the holidays and explain everything, bad or good, we need to know.
8: Adachi, on that, I would have to completely agree with you because I feel that just saying days off it really limits, especially young children, they're like, oh, why is this a holiday? Like, why, why do we have a day off? Why don't we go to school? Like, people should explain this, like, multicultural, like, lifestyle that other people are living or other people are celebrating on that day. Like, why, why censor it? Because I feel that censorship also, in, in my opinion, in this case, it brings lack of knowledge and lack of information. If kids think that, like, oh, it's a day off, they might not even question it, and they could grow up just not knowing. Just like with what you said, Dashi, um, about Columbus Day, that people just didn't think about it, people didn't know about it, and people should be informed, because when uh, people aren't informed, this could just produce, I would say, this unconscious uh, racism, this unconscious, like, like, I would say, biasness uh, for like, oh, days off, like some kids might think, oh, Christopher Columbus Day, like it's a fun day and it's something to celebrate. While in fact, no, it was something horrific. It was a very bad event now when we look at it. So... I feel that it's important to say, why do we celebrate certain holidays? And I feel that teachers should indeed uh, invest in telling their, like um, their students or school should invest in saying like, oh yeah, this is for this and this holiday. So kids, I would say have this global understanding of what's going on because when people don't know what's going on, when they're blind, like that's when, that's when these like unconscious negative things form. This is why, um, in my opinion, why later on we have these movements like um, against Asian hate or uh, black lives matter uh or we have people who are racist because they're just unaware they're just uninformed okay
6: it causes insensitivity and ignorance from people in the community and environment it's just it's really sad that we're just cultivating it more like oh it's fine let's just keep encouraging this so i am for everybody that's voting like for it to not you know happen because that's no that's so sad just to specify um
5: they never said that they weren't going to teach about it in school they said the opposite that they would continue to teach about the holidays in school just on the calendar itself it's going to say day off to avoid any controversy and if i'm being completely honest i hate to go against you guys but i think i think this obviously my first like i wish they would have just ch- changed Christopher Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day because I personally think that Christopher Columbus is not a good guy and I'm literally reading an article as we speak about all the terrible things he did. And I'm like, wow, like, this is so messed up that we celebrate this man, despite all the terrible things he's done. However, since they didn't do that, I don't think it's a huge deal, if I'm being completely honest, to change it to day off on the school calendar. It's not like they are erasing all of the national holidays from the national calendar that we use, and they're still teaching about it in school. I feel like this is just a story that has really been blown out of proportion, if I'm being completely honest, because at the end of the day, we're still going to celebrate these holidays we're still going to learn about them. Children will still be informed. It's just now, instead of looking at the calendar and saying like, oh, like we have off for, you know, Christopher Columbus Day, it's now we have off for, you know, however we want to interpret it as like Indigenous Peoples Day or Italian American Day or, you know, Christopher Columbus Day. And I think that's okay.
4: You
8: know, I, I would agree with you on the Christopher Columbus idea because I completely agree that it, it was – um it was wrong to celebrate it for that reason, that like, oh, Christopher Columbus like uh, found America when in fact it was it was something negative that he did. Like he killed many native uh, people who lived there. Uh, and I feel that I would agree with that. I'm happy that they would keep national holidays because that makes sense. I, I feel I had a connotation that, oh, this means that all holidays, well, it seems like all holidays will be erased, but I feel still having like, a little remembrance that's maybe appropriate, or just renaming the holiday on the calendar, like, just to say what it, what it's called, like, why we're celebrating it, just kind of gives context, why is there a day off? I just feel it would, it would make sense to at least inform the public and make it, I would say, just change the names to a more appropriate name, like, maybe as voted by the township or as voted by the people, what they feel is correct.
6: I feel like it's, um, it's very um, messed up, the fact that Okay, it was called Columbus Day for years. I don't know how many years, but it was years. And it's a little messed up how now that they're calling it Indigenous Peoples Day, um, most people are mad about it. I feel like it it just shows how close minded some people can be in terms of um, understanding why it's called that. I I feel like there's a difference between um, realizing or just being not being insensitive that's it like realize that there's other people in your community as well um not just your culture or you but there's other people and I feel like it's okay to leave the names simply because it's it just represents that we're not alone there are people that come from different places around the world and different cultures like Martin Luther King Day that's another one like you're telling me you're not going to have that up there. Do you get me? So I don't know. I feel like that signifies um, what I believe is being an American, like different cultures coming together and just striving for the best. So I would appreciate it if they would just keep the names it everywhere and not give people a vote because they should realize that there's other people around them. And, you know, we should be more educated in regards to that.
5: You know and the the crazy thing is that you know randolph is not the first school to erase the holiday names from their calendars other districts have done this as well this one just really the whole story kind of got like out of hand per se because now so many people are getting very angry about it so mm-hmm. this is not the first school to do this but mm-hmm. i do find it pretty crazy i mean once again i wish they just changed the name of christopher columbus day and then left it at that but People always have an opinion, so.
0: (laughs) So Shelby Houlihan is or was an Olympian. She's an American track record holder, and she was just given a four-year ban from the Olympics. She failed a steroid test, and do you want to know why she says why? A tainted pork burrito. no that's actually
9: happened before in sports though no 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 no
7: that's 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 too crazy like i i read it in like a pork burrito
9: no because that's what happened with canelo alvarez he tested positive for peds and then there's certain meats within the mexican food industry that have banned supplements or certain amount of steroids in them so then him and his manager were saying that that's, like, the reason he tested positive was because he was eating those meats. No. And then he had that meat in his system. Now, they weren't able to really prove whether or not, okay, did he actually take these steroids, or was it because of the meat, or because of both? But because of that, like, arbitrary ruling, they decided to give him a lighter suspension than they normally would have involved. No. No, I refuse. I refuse, no, Francis. It, 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 I refuse. I, I just gave you an example of a sports star testing nope. positive because of what they ate. No,
0: nope, that's <laughs> that's not true. This is a lie. I refuse to believe this. So I'm she not saying said, it's "True." I'm just saying
9: that's th- that people have, that's happened before of like yeah. people saying, "Okay, well, it's because of what I ate."
0: Okay, well, she wrote a long message about this on Instagram on Monday. She said she would received a letter from the athletics integrity unit on January 14th and informing her of the disciplinary action she said that she provided the drug sample on december 14th and it came back positive for the steroid called nandrolone that's a fun word nandrolone Did that, she that, that, I'm, I'm surprised that's not a most misspelled word she said but she also said that she compiled a food log to, to determine what she ate before her test and quote we concluded that the most likely explanation was a burrito purchased and consumed approximately 10 hours before that drug test from an authentic Mexican food restaurant that serves pig fall near my house in Beaverton, Oregon. Literally and the same quote, reason.
9: Literally the same reason.
0: So, so, so... certain
9: beef that they have within Mexico that's, like, within their standards of food. Like, they found trace elements of those steroids in the beef.
7: I refuse to believe. So, so basically, like... So basically, in the form of like biology, like basically biologically, a pig has some lingering elements of those steroids. Basically. Well, we, we all have steroids. Supposed in us. It's, it. like, The lesson here is, if you're a at-
10: so the lesson here is, if you're a professional athlete, don't consume Mexican food until your career's over.
9: <laughs> well, of course, a certain Mexican meat, <laughs> but yeah.
7: But yeah, you were saying something, Francis, because I I really don't like just in layman's terms, in layman's terms, like what you said before, like there is we all have steroids in our body biologically, right?
9: Yeah, yeah no, we all like testosterone is a steroid. We all have mm-hmm. steroids in our body. It's certain steroids that are altered or specific steroids that are then taken from someone else's body or studied through science specifically usually from animals that are then tested in the scientific field to see, okay, how can they benefit you know, people? And the vast majority of time people are given steroids, it's through their doctor for an injury or a medical condition that they have. And even athletes are legally allowed to use them when they get injured or if they have certain medical conditions, they're allowed to and they're giving a pass by the drug testing system, but other times they aren't. But that's essentially how steroids are used. And specifically with animals as well, they give, especially animals that they're breeding or making for food, they often give them steroids to make their muscles and body bigger so they can produce more food. So that's why you see a lot of specific animals. They wind up having trace elements specifically in certain countries like Mexico, where they have different standards of food than the US, have found steroids within their system that's even been found in like, I don't know the specific steroid, but there's like trace elements of certain steroids even in U.S. food that's been found.
0: I would also I would like to mention that. Okay, let's 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 entertain this, even though yeah. I completely think this is a lie. Let's entertain this, okay? Yeah.
2: You no,
9: know, I the her, fact. Hypothetically, they're telling the truth. So yeah,
0: hypothetically, why she actually failed her her steroid test is because she ate a burrito. Hypothetically. Or supposedly, according to her. How would you react if you found out that you were, you, you're a record-holding Olympian? How would you react if you found out that you ate a burrito and now you can't do what you want to do for four years?
10: Well,
7: I would be pretty upset because...
10: Well, yeah, that's pretty safe to say. Pretty safe to say yeah, that. Because, yes. again, I looked her, I looked her up. She's like, she's like 28, and the typical Olympian only lasts until like... 30s maybe 40s so you know she's losing that one Olympic cycle because of this so. yeah
0: this is the greatest if this is a lie which I think it is it is the greatest steroid lie ever told because it's so relatable it, everybody it is, eats burritos or not everybody but yeah. most people yeah, but I should say
10: it, it, I'm really excited it, for the Olympics next
9: week
0: because uh, uh, like
10: uh, I, just, I, I I like to watch like swimming figures yeah. eating how about you Kenny
7: <laughs> that's my answer I, I Kenny, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny just imagine if like if during the two thousand steroid thing imagine if Roger Clemens or somebody like that said yeah I just ate a burrito that's why I have that exactly yes right this is just like that to me is like what I'm thinking is like I know what you're trying to say now because you're like Imagine if Roger Clemens said, yeah, I was just eating burrito, and that's why I have steroids in my system.
0: I would like to end the show on my favorite segment every time that I am on the board. This is, what is that sound? This is when I get to test out a random sound on the audio board and find out what it does. I am going to go for, I can't, hmm, I'm going to go for whatever this one is. This says, Naruto bad situation.
9: Back weeks of playing Naruto.
0: Okay, that really wasn't that fun. If it makes you feel any better, Francis, this is the one I
2: did the last time I was on the board. Aha. I think that one's hilarious. <laughs> so next up, now that you know Florida man has been addressed, because you always gotta address Florida Man. Florida Man is like you have you have to have respect for it. It's like a cryptid. Like you got you see it, you acknowledge it, you move on. Florida man, we see you, we acknowledge you, we move on. Uh, the next story is something I heard this headline when you read it to me Isaiahs and if you hear that snapping noise by the way that's my mask uh hitting the pop filter I'm sorry I'm not, that's that's fully on me uh, It's a little ASMR for you first thing in the morning I know that's what you want um but this story was like is like something out of like a storybook or something this is from Providence Rhode Island uh from apnews.com message in a bottle travels across the Atlantic Ocean. Apparently, a Portuguese teenager has received a message in a bottle that traveled at least 2,400 miles from a Vermont teenager. Uh, Christian Santos, 17, was spearfishing in the Azores when spearfishing. I mean, I wish I was spearfishing. Isn't
10: that the best detail of the story, I feel? Yeah. He's just spearfishing. He's not just fishing or swimming.
1: He was hanging out
2: stabbing fish. (laughs) Catching them with lightning reflexes. And at 17, I was, like, trying to not be dead. Like, I was, it was it was it's a very different Minecraft
10: story. or something at 17. Right. This I was is just spearfishing.
2: It's a very different story for me at 17, but yeah, anyway. No. I was graduating high school at 17. That was just two years ago for me.
10: Ooh. Congratulations on graduating.
2: Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm proud of
10: you, Cam. Thank you. That's
2: nice. Um... But uh, this man was uh, spearfishing and found a crumpled plastic bottle that was tossed into the sea near Rhode Island in 2018. Uh, Santos's mother, Molly, posted a photo of the note on Facebook asking for others to share the post in hopes of finding the writer. Uh, The note inside of a Powerade bottle. (laughs) A Powerade bottle? (laughs) A Powerade bottle? Hang on. Hold up. Stop. Up until this point, I was I was imagining like you know in the stories with like a glass bottle with like a cork, or, like something. It's a power. It's it. Yeah, exactly, basically, exactly.
11: Basically, this was in the Powerade style. Basically. it's
2: a Powerade bottle. That is the trashiest thing. Like that's not like I wouldn't have touched that. I would have just like put it in a garbage. Like, no, nah. that's litter. Like the well, fact that they haven't happened to take the chance to open this, but anyway, I
11: have a serious question:
4: a plastic bottle lasted that long in the ocean? No, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, like, <laughs> like,
10: that's good material.
11: Stuff yeah. lasts forever, man. Um, what were you saying, Cam? That was actually my question. How long? How how did that last for almost three years?
2: On oh, no, yeah. without like even cracking? Yeah, like, like how's that possible? I don't know, man. That that plastic is <laughs> that stuff sticks around, no, but. It does. The note on the inside was written in orange marker and it re- on a note card and it read it is thanksgiving i am 13 and visiting family in Rhode Island i am from Vermont
11: with an email address. <sighs> and that kid's is how I met your mother.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like first off like how terrible of a day do you have to be having where the only thing you could think to do is like you know what? I'm just gonna launch a Powerade bottle with my hopes and dreams into the ocean.
10: <laughs> it's been a rough Thanksgiving.
2: It's been—I've had those Thanksgivings, man. I've never launched a Powerade bottle into <laughs> the ocean because I've never had the chance, but I've had holidays like that. I, you know what? I take it back. I can see that very clearly.
10: <laughs> it was a very long day for it that. It's a long
2: day. Maybe his family is just like garbage, and he's just like I have nothing else to do. Just. Eh. Um, but the note inside says that, and it's got an email address. Uh, Molly Santos, mother to, and I'm gonna say this again, Spearfisher Christian Santos sent an email to the address but never received a response.
11: Sad to be honest, though, she probably didn't expect anything because it's been three years, mm-hmm. but still, hey. <clears throat>
10: You know what's interesting, though, is that the kid that received the note and the person that sent it are probably around the same age right now.
2: Yeah. So Maybe yeah. this
10: could be a start of a great relationship if they respond to I met your minimum. mother. <laughs> it could be. I hope it is. A nice, that'll heartwarming story.
11: Power-raid. What, what flavor nice. power do you think it was? Sorry, Cam, what were you saying? That will be nice if it was. Uh, by the way, favorite flavor power. Uh, Fruit punch? Th- I'm trying to think now.
10: I just go by the colors. I don't think they have flavor names.
11: It goes by color. It goes by flavor. Do not say color. It's got to be color. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay.
10: There's no way you have that Gatorade (laughs) bottle and you're saying the flavor on it.
11: Glacier Freeze? Yes. Oh my, that's light blue. Bridget Fern is light This this is the only way way you call by color because, you know, that's orange. Yeah, Yeah, because, you know, orange. It's a flavor. Come on. (laughs) We're not it's both. It's both. Exactly. No,
10: I don't buy that. What I've your,
11: never okay.
10: Doritos, do you call it by the name of the flavor as well? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I just call yes. it purple bag or red bag. No, I, I just call it
3: blue bag Doritos See, or Red Bag. Ali
10: Doritos. gets it.
2: Allie It's gets
3: a lot it. easier to remember. It
11: y'all are is. Men- y'all
2: are You're really saying,
10: Sam,
11: I, I don't know how to deal nacho? with this. No, I've, never,
2: I've never I've never referred to a Dorito by the color of the
11: bag ever. Never. Y'all are some <laughs> I can't is, trust half that's of my a new screen one. right now.
2: This
10: is crazy.
11: <laughs> what about, it you
2: do that with all chips or just like Doritos? Do you do like with Pringles where it's just like, you just First, say like green? First,
10: hold on. We're not going to consider Pringles a chip because those are disgusting.
2: What? I should be stomping. No, Cam, okay, Cam and I are now <laughs> breaking off to do a separate morning buzz show. <laughs> we do not, we're not going to associate with people who say that Pringles up, are dude? not chips. Pringles are terrible. W-
3: Pringles Here, are the only chip company that will give you, like, a decent amount of chips. Back exactly.
10: We'll come they on can now. They fill the
2: container to the top. Exactly. You know, here's, there might
10: be a problem, though. I, I'm not the biggest chip person, though. So maybe okay, that's so, why. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
11: Th- that's yeah but Hot but, Cheetos, though?
10: Do you guys like Hot Cheetos? No?
11: Just because
10: just, just <laughs> just you said enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I hope somewhere uh, Christian Santos is listening to this. Christian Santos, (laughs) if you end up hearing this, because listen, technically recordings from...
10: I okay, Kenny, Kenny. I'm not gonna take any <laughs> words from you. <laughs> we're
2: gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna steamroll right over if, what our if you don't have a camera at all. You don't deserve to talk, Kenny. You uh, know Kenny will role, jump in. Producer. Kenny is in charge of this call, first of all. Second, <laughs> I there there has been recordings from WMSC played all over the world, right? When we do the college radio day stuff, our stuff goes all over the place. We've been played in Italy, all like all types of places. WMSC has been played. We know that for a fact to be true, right? Christian Santos, if you hear this, wmscradio.com would love to talk to you about this, and spearfishing, because I've never been spearfishing. Um, Also, anonymous person who says that, who who launched a Powerade bottle with a dream into the ocean, you too. Oh, if you're not old enough, get your parents. Whatever, um, they probably are old enough now, right? Oh no, they're not.
11: Not three years. Yeah, yeah they won't be. Okay, whatever. Yeah, they might
2: be. Get, get, get a permission slip. Set the field trip. Whatever. We want to hear that. We want to hear this. I want to hear how this went down, and I want to hear. I, I want details. Also, I want to go spearfishing. Let's, let's move through Isaiah. So what we got for the next story?
10: Well, we're gonna stay in our wonderful state of New Jersey. Uh, where a man admits he faked his own disappearance, prompting a two-day Coast Guard search. So, in Atlantic County, a man has admitted he faked his own disappearance to avoid prosecution on bank theft charges, authorities have said. Andrew Biddle, 51, of Egg Harbor Township, pleaded guilty on Wednesday in a U.S. dispute. U.S. District Court in Camden, descending false distress signals to U.S. Coast Guard and submitted fraudulent information on a loan application. Acting U.S. Attorney Rachel A. Huang said in a statement, uh, "To avoid prosecution on the charges, Biddle and an unnamed passenger took a boat out to Seville Mar- Marina in Northfield in Atlantic County. I've heard of all these. I've never heard of any of these places in New Jersey. Uh, he was later picked up by another person at the marina and driven out of the area." Uh, he admitted the Coast Guard was searching for him. He was in Florida. Nice. Oh, uh, of course. Of I'm course, glad of we course. can circle back to Florida, you know? Of course. Because this seems like a Florida kind of story. It's, it sounds, it's, it really does sound like a Florida yeah. kind of story. Uh, summer months after fake disappearance, he turned himself in. Really? He turned himself in? Uh, In February. So, yeah, Shoot. that's the story. That's kind of disappointing he turned himself in, though. I'm Shoot. sad about Not that man. one.
11: If you, if you were gone for that long... commit
10: to the bet i know you have to commit you can't just say i'm over it like this is the person
11: you are no but like he he did that to avoid bank theft yeah first of all respect to that because you know that's kind of i'm not not i'm not i'm not you know promoting any crime but like that's like to to be able (laughs) if you're going to commit a crime go for the bank (laughs) The, the, WMSC
2: yeah, yeah. does not support
11: any. Type <laughs> I not, of, I, re- I
2: retract my
10: statement.
11: We, we were just we were just we were just uh, just here to just making it But like that's uh, that idea of about if you're gonna he he robbed the bank and it's like you know what? Hey man, I had too much money. Let me just. I'm out. <laughs> I'm turning myself in. What?
2: I lived
10: a great
11: life. Well, no,
2: he said that he admitted it to avoid pr- prosecution, which means somebody was on to him.
11: Mm.
10: True
2: it means the scheme fell through. He like,
10: you
11: know, no, but he, ha- he has the money to you know, buy a new identity. So like I, I
10: think he just gave up too fast, you know He, he could have left switched. Florida. He could have gone to Mexico.
11: He de- he, yo, if, he, if he got over that border, never yeah, again. he would have been clear could have won the whole game. Exactly
2: <laughs> crazy. Good. but like it's just like it sounds like like uh, like he gave a clue or something, like honestly. guy <laughs> took his boat out and then had a friend meet him out there and then like did the switch. Yeah called the coast guard that, that's 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 committed but like yeah i mean if you're going to commit to the bit commit to the bit don't go to florida go to go to go to mexico go to canada yeah. i don't know again don't be 90 percent. not condone any type of uh criminal activity some of you need to be told that the same people that are mad about columbus day need to get told the wmsc does not condone any criminal activity um but if this is just wild He's 51. Like he's parent aged. He's too old for this man. Like this
10: is no. not like if you're going to do this, you're going to do it when at maximum yo, 26.
11: Listen, it's a midlife crisis though. He's having a midlife crisis. He wants, oh my wants God. That, he wants he wants yeah. that thrill. He really does that do, do you
2: ever think you ever just have a midlife crisis and decide to rob a bank and disappear?
11: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I hope not my midlife.
2: Some so, people some people some people, I know somebody's dad bought a Mustang. Uh some people, you know, their dads do whatever. This guy, you know, casually robbed a bank and then dipped to the middle of the ocean.
11: Like this that's is really... insane.
2: It's <laughs> always Atlantic City. That that's the type of thing that happens in Atlantic City.
11: That's, no, it, that's... Really is. it really is <laughs> that's Atlantic,
2: so on brand, like Florida of New Jersey, I feel like.
11: It really, it really is. is yeah um, it, really it really is. is. You know Put why? that on a t shirt. You know Even why? With the, all, you know,
2: all, it's got the Trump Hotel, Florida all has actual people. Trump.
11: All your, all the uh, other people that are uh, in Atlantic City on the casinos, you know that.
10: Do better, dude. Just do better.
11: Andrew
2: Biddle.
10: Doesn't that name kind of sound like he would do that too?
2: That name sounds like a middle
11: school teacher. It does. Andrew Biddle, Mr. Biddle, Mr. Biddle. Like, like your, your English teacher, your middle school English teacher. Yeah,
2: yeah.
10: Mm. Exactly. My English teacher in middle school was a woman.
11: Same here, actually. Yeah, I feel
10: like all my English teachers are actually women. I don't think I had a single man.
11: All but one were women. Same here.
2: Same here. Um, but that's Miss Professor Biddle decided to. Can you imagine like saying that on like the the PA in the morning, like. Professor Biddle will not be here today. He decided to rob a bank and then commit insurance <laughs> fraud and disappear in the middle of the
11: ocean. Professor today Biddle. at
2: lunch, we have turkey sandwiches.
11: Professor Biddle, please report to the North Main office. Professor Biddle to the North Main office.
2: Professor Biddle, please report report back to the United States.
11: <laughs> report back to New Jersey. Professor Biddle, please report to Camden County. You're <laughs> going to jail. Camden. Very Is this honest.
6: In city in Camden County.
11: I think Let, right. no Let's Alex isn't Lenny County but it's there's oh, a can Camden uh, County Court. Camden County Court. That's mm-hmm. so oh, Professor Biddle.
2: I we I like how we've just made up that he's a professor. Yeah. This is <laughs> no, from, nowhere he, he in the story overrule. is this. We're just giving this man a hypothetical backstory. He's got one
10: kid and he's recently divorced, which is why he robbed the bank.
2: Do you think it's do you think it was like a Walter White? No, it wasn't a Walter White type thing. It was we said it was a midlife crisis, right?
10: Yeah, it was just a midlife crisis. <laughs> he was, was bored. Was for fun.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 'Cause he already owned a boat. Yeah, he saw it, a okay. how to
10: video on YouTube and decided to actually do it.
11: He no, nah, no, nah, this will happen. He played he, he was playing GTA four and said, All right, <laughs> works. So so this this how they are out the bank word, let's get it. Let's yeah.
2: get it. Yeah. He's he's like, I saw I, I saw my kid playing uh, Grand Theft Auto Five
11: doing the heist. Um I got I, thought I could do that. I got inspired. I, I said challenge accepted.
2: Right. Also shout out to every uh everybody <laughs> Everybody who lost track of this man after he robbed a bank—that's oh. impressive. You lost a for human real. being. He took your money and left.
10: He's like peace. Good he just work. Disappeared.
2: Excellent work, team. That's uh, a
10: two-day search for him. That's that's rough.
2: You lost a human.
11: You lost <laughs> Professor Biddle. Those kids will never forgive you. No.
10: I love Professor Biddle. But
11: here's the here, here's the thing, though. They don't have any English homework, though. They have no essays to write. You're right. So No, nah, I mean, they got the
10: substitute just, teacher. The substitute
11: teacher doesn't care. The no, substitute- I hope
10: Professor Biddle comes back to class. He's just like, I got the report from the substitute teacher, guys. And I cannot believe you acted so terribly. During Professor my Biddle's absence. not coming
2: back. Professor Biddle's going Professor to Biddle's jail. Professor Biddle's coming back with a vengeance. I'm telling you, he's coming. Ooh, he's coming back no, he turned himself in. He's going to prison. He he just just gonna, a second chance. You're, you're gonna get like remember neds declassified y'all watching neds declassified school survival yeah. Guide? Who, did watch class? who didn't classic losers that's who didn't Whoa. but Chris Biddle. it's you remember that woman that was the professor that was just on the tv yeah that's yeah. how I, professor biddle's gonna come back <laughs> from. <laughs> from jail see it's gotta happen now and that's just gonna be that's gonna be the closure of Professor Biddle's story arc. Like, you know, is just gonna be like teaching from a prison cell, in like you know the orange jumpsuit, and, he's just, <laughs> and the students just like just right, watching him on TV. So,
11: so today we're talking about Shakespeare. Turn hey. your turn turn your books to page twenty five. Billy, I see you cheating. <laughs> God, <laughs> Professor Biddle, you're so. Wheel
2: tight. me over closer. I need to yell at Billy.
11: Actually,
2: there's a Zoom at that point, because, you know, 2021. Yeah, it will be on Zoom. Zoom. Mm It would be a Zoom with a teacher who was in prison. Anybody who asks him about why he's in prison gets detention.
10: We're making some great movie plot lines here. fictional character. We need to point out,
2: none of this is in the story. (laughs) None of this is in the story (laughs) at all. All we know is this guy robbed a bank, left on a boat, and then turned himself in. That's what's in the story. The rest of this is just a background we've made up for this man.